to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Strick and Bach wrapping things up here on a Wednesday. And it is time for Hitting the Hardwood with Strick as we break down some NBA action uh, with a former NBA baller. Before we do that, I did want to announce uh, a few things that I saw today before the end of the show. Stetson Bennett returning as a quarterback for Georgia. So uh, I I thought that was a a little bit surprising. Of course, um, maybe not an NFL future for him, but it seemed like the perfect way for him to go out was to win that championship, but I guess he's got a year of eligibility left, so he's taking it. Meanwhile, JT Daniels, their backup quarterback, who Stetson Bennett took that job from, is off to the transfer portal, along with wide receiver Jermaine Burton, for what it's worth. If you watch those uh, Georgia playoff games, you might remember those guys, but um, kind of surprising and kind of cool. Stetson Bennett's story, um, probably the best part of Georgia winning, unless you're a Georgia fan, longtime Georgia sufferer. The 40 years wait uh, was a story of its own, but Stetson Bennett, the former walk-on turned national championship quarterback, going for round two at Georgia. Does that that do anything for you, get you more excited about next college football season, Strick? Uh, I think they're just going to be the same. I mean, it, <laughs> when you look at it, it who who's going to bang with them? You know, it's going to be a Alabama, you know, who's going to step up. I don't see it from LSU. I don't definitely Florida's a, a ways away. Um, maybe Ole Miss, if they can land a really good quarterback, they may be able to just kind of, you know, be a, an upset type of team. Don't see it out of Arkansas. Definitely not Missouri. I, I just don't see it. it. Just looks like it's going to be a topsy turvy, you know, Alabama, Georgia look again. I don't, I don't see anybody out there. Tennessee's not there. Auburn maybe, but they're missing the quarterback. They're trying to figure it out up there. I just don't see it. It looks like it's going to be a a, a remake of 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 the uh, the Matrix. Basically, it looks like it's going to be a, a black cat just walking and shaking, and it's going to be a deja vu moment. <laughs> yeah, Georgia does have a full guy in Nolan Smith returning. They've got a few guys returning to uh, to try to to go for number two, and that was kind of cool. You remember the Huskers obviously doing that back in the after the '94 win, uh, coming back for '95. Some of those guys sticking around, obviously for '97. Just kind of a a, a a cool cool thing. Obviously, we wish we were in that position, but um, Setson Bennett still to me, even though he's won the national championship some people just never get my respect quite enough right I think that Georgia could have a better quarterback in place but they've got a national title winning quarterback in place so that's that's a pretty good pretty tough spot to pass that's why JT Daniels is off and running also I wanted to mention this ticket weeknights uh, always on fire here at the ticket teammates um, is going to do their uh, weekly show here every Wednesday following our show and I'm a big fan of teammates obviously started by Tom and Nancy Osborne um, and, and helping mentoring kids across the state so very cool stuff we'll, we'll hear about that uh, coming up in the next hour and then riffing with Raf uh, with Raf and AD is a very good ticket weeknight show uh, that's got some plenty of steam also I, I see tomorrow the captain tomorrow uh, has uh, has Amon Green on the show so lots of good stuff coming here at the ticket one encourage you to stick around but for now it is time for hitting the hardwood with Strick where we break down an NBA storyline, uh, one storyline that I, that I'm interested to, and we we jump around from team to team, try to get everybody's team involved. I don't think we've hit the Clippers yet, and the Clippers uh, are are not off to the greatest start. Obviously, um, if you are an NBA fan and with Husker connections, you cheer for Teron Lue, at least I do, uh, and hope that he does well. 
Uh, seems to get himself in a pickle in those playoff series and then get out of it usually by game seven. Um, but the Clippers this year, they're they're hovering around 500. They haven't had Kawhi Leonard all year, still recovering from injuries, so that's probably a big reason why. Now they're kind of uh, holding Paul George down uh, for a bit as he's recovering from injury too. They're going to uh, elongate uh, his waiting period there. Um, it, it, and, and, and so maybe it's no surprise that they're 500. Um, it's just kind of getting into that, and, and, and maybe it is that playoff thing where they kind of get into the problem of being down, you know, four game, or three games to one or whatever it is several times. Um, I, they're just hard to trust long term, and, and ultimately I, I just hope, because I'm a Tron Lou fan, because I want to see the success there, you remember that Kawhi Leonard, uh, after that championship in Toronto, there was a lot of talk about him teaming up with LeBron or, 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 you know, kind of find, finding these other stars to team up with. And he ultimately went to the Clippers. So I, I think that it's, it's easy to cheer for him um, to kind of want to do it on his own. Of course, Paul George entered the fray as well. Uh, I'm just starting to, to, to worry that maybe there's something wrong with that Clippers organization um, because obviously they had that long run with one of the best rosters in the league year after year um, with Chris Paul and, and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and never quite got uh, to the, the finals. Uh, do you, do you th- see something maybe happening with this pairing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Well, <laughs> the problem becomes, you know, one, Kawhi Leonard's going to be out with the knee injury for a substantial amount of time. Um, there are two players in the NBA right now that when it comes to trying to win a series or trying to get it done to move on or go to the next level, there are two players in the NBA that I, I monitor and watch, and I say, if they're on that team, I I venture to say that they're probably going to lose a big game series. And that is Paul George, and that is Chris Paul. <laughs> it just seems to me like if those two are involved, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I'm not going to say uh, Illuminati confirmed. I'm not going to say all of that, but I'm just going to say it just don't look good. <laughs> and so... So without Paul George, I mean, uh, it gives what the one of the things it does, you know, it gives uh, guys like Amir, <clears throat> Amir Coffee, uh, just opportunity. This gentleman, Amir Coffee, you know, is the primary beneficiary who is a career high thirty nine percent free. Th- I mean, uh, three point shooter. This man now has stepped up his game. He's got taken the opportunities now shooting since George has been out forty three percent. And, uh, you know, he's only turning the ball over, at, you know, 0.5 turnovers in 29 minutes per game. I think that's helping them to be better. They're going to need stuff like that, you know, to be able to happen with this team. Uh, it's it's a hodgepodge of, you know, kind of, you know, moderate, mediocre, maybe type players. You know, Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe was tossed around like a, a bouncing ball. Uh, on the court for multiple teams where he didn't find his way and then got his way back to the Clippers. Um, You know, he's only averaging about 10 points a game. He's going to need to step up. When you lose 24 points and what Kawhi Leonard brings, somebody's got to fill that void. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Nick Batum? I doubt it. Uh, Maybe Isaiah uh, Hardenstein is playing solid, great shooter. Maybe they get in more touches, shooting 67% and 66 from three. You know, uh, Serge Ibaka, is, is time, you know, his time has lapsed. Um, you know, they've got young players in Brandon Boston. Luke Kennard is coming off of injury. He's averaging about almost 12 points a game. Terrence Mann, solid guard. But who is going to be that person? I don't see it. I don't know. Marcus Morris is there, just a solid backup. But 
there's really nobody on that team that I look to and I say it makes me pause and say they've got something that is going to make me uh, believe that they're going to be able to sustain. I think they're a 500 team right now. Uh, they're hovering around that 8-9 spot. I think they'll get into the play-in game, but I just don't think they have enough to be able to get it done at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be very exciting to see, especially if Kawhi does is able to re- return this season. Um, you know how much they can improve because, like you said, they they've got a lot of nice role players, but none none of those guys yeah. that really have potential to step up into those roles. So without Paul George, you know, it's kind of Reggie Jackson, which is great. Again, a, right. a, a great third best player on your team, but not not somebody that you want to lead your franchise. So, um, right. well, 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 when you look at it too, Bach, I mean, they're, they're 26 in scoring at 105 points a game. They're 25th in rebounds. So they don't really do that well. They're 18th in assists. They move the ball moderately. And then, um, you know, their uh, offensive points per game is 10th. So they're losing 24 points a game. Will they stay there at that? I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see. But here's the crazy thing about it. They're about to hit an eight-game road string. Yikes. And they're three, they lose three points per game or per 100 possessions um, on the road than they do at home. And it's not easy going on that type of a road trip. I've been on it when I was in uh, – you know, uh, when I was in Memphis where we had a 10-day. That's not an easy trip, and it's not also easy games. I think they have the possibility of maybe winning four, maybe three or four of those. The rest of them are top-tier teams, so, you know, go figure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, and, and obviously the Clippers always uh, battling the shadow of the Lakers, even though the Lakers are also at 500 or hovering around there too. Uh, one other thing that's kind of been floating out there in the NBA as we wait for the NBA trade deadline um, is is the possibility of the Kings, who are just can't get it right. Um, they, they can't get right. Yeah, can't get right, basically. But they have uh, De'Aaron Fox and Tyler Herberton out there, and they're thinking about splitting them up. They play the same position, both very good. Probably the best players on their team are right up there with them. Um, they're thinking about splitting them up in, in the in lately the, it's been rumored a, a swap with Demonis Sabonis and the Pacers out there. If they if they do Fox for Sabonis, who would you see getting the better of that? And and do you think that more than anything that would just to me that that'd be exciting for Fox to get out of Sacramento? Not that the Pacers are that much better at that point in time, um, but it, it's just been really tough for anybody when in Sacramento for the longest amount of time. Yeah, ever since you know Chris Webber and the and and the White Chocolate Crew left, oh, yeah. and you know even when Bibby, I mean they, yeah, it hasn't been much there. Um, they thought they would make a run with Big Boogie Cousins, but nothing there. I think Darian Fox is a beast, and I think uh, if you can land him, you you've got something with his speed and quick. He's probably one of the fastest guys, similar to Allen Iverson, out there, who can get the ball from one end to the other very quickly. John Moran is another guy like that, but Darian Fox can get it done. I think uh, that would be a good win if somebody can grab him. And, of course, uh, as always, the NBA trade speculation is hovering around Ben Simmons as well. So there's some thoughts about the Kings sending a package that way. Um, but uh, we'll have to see as, as these trades progress. There was a Brian For- a Bryn Forbes trade yesterday, but we're not going to break that down because nobody really wins that trade. It was a three-team trade. A lot of guys, a lot of teams just looking to open up some space and, and cut those guys and get money. But yeah. in any case, uh, the trade deadline will be here, I believe, in less than a month. So that would be pretty exciting. Uh, another solid show. Again, if you missed any of it, head over to the ticket 
hitfm.com, uh, where we will have our podcast. We talked to Bruce Chubbuck uh, just within the last hour. Great discussion with him. Great discussion all uh, all show long. And now Ticket Weeknights is coming up next. So uh, lot, lots of great stuff on the ticket. But uh, for myself and Strick, that'll do it for tonight. Strick, great show. To everybody else out there, thank you for listening. And have a good evening. Stay right here for Ticket Weeknights. <laughs>